Women's Girlfriends Share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? All right. Hello. 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 Common statements I hear from people. I don't have time for this. I push the snooze in the morning constantly. I have lost my zest for life as I get older. My kids are overwhelming me. I feel stuck in this pandemic and I can't plan anything. The core of these comments comes down to what we value. What you're really saying is, I don't value it enough to make time for this. And we all have the same 24 hours. So when we say things like, I push snooze because I've lost the purpose and vision God gave me, Jeremiah 29, 11, of course, we hear that verse over and over and over again, knowing that it is not a promise to immediately rescue us from hardship or suffering, but rather a promise that God has a plan for our lives and regardless of our current situation. Uh, today, we are going to unpack our top five core values, and we want to challenge you to do the same. So when we take the time to know our core values, it helps us better understand what drives us, where our compass is so we don't get so veered off the road. Welcome to Girlfriend It, where together we discover our it. I know, okay, right? By the way, you don't want to miss, we seriously are so thrilled. Uh, For the last half of our show, we will be chatting with a dear friend of mine, Lori Ledley, And she has an amazing story of how she went from sitting in a retreat session to birthing a business and exploding a dream. She did not just sit and listen to the message. She activated the steps and God took her on a crazy adventure. So she's going to share not only how she dreamed it, discovered it, and made it happen, but how life interrupts the vision. And she is, uh, she almost lost her life twice to near-death experiences. And she's here today to give us hope. And she's an inspiration. You're going to love her and her core values that kept her on track. Well, there you go. Um, we have big dreams for today's show. And we're going to start it out by asking you this question. So hopefully you have pen and paper handy. What's been the most imp- what's, what's been most important to you in your life? So what's been most important to me in my life? Hmm. Well, you know, um, Patty, you gave us that um, question to all of us last week to get pre- prepared for today. And honestly, it took me all week to get my um, my core values out and. I realized that during this time, I've really struggled much more than um, I realized uh, just because sitting there and being more intimate and looking at what my core values are, you know, I've noticed they've changed a little bit Mm. and I'm also challenged by not liking what I saw, Mm. um, you know, and then really being honest about it. And as, as I looked at all the other girls here, you know, and how they approached and came to their core values you know, I, I took different, um, verbiage or I tried not to, uh, 
read too much into them and apply it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to make sure they were what mine were and not somebody else's. You know, I did some research on, uh, you know, just Googling core values and what that definition was and what that meant, what words they used and how they applied them. And you see a lot of it out there with businesses particularly, Mm -hmm. but, you know, I really wanted to go a little bit deeper. I mean, I want it to be me personally. That's what we're looking for here, right? We want to develop our it, you know, and, and how do we do that if we're not looking at what our values are and, you know, and, and so I like doing projects like this every once in a while to get me back focused on my priorities. And so I don't sleep a lot lately. And so in the middle of the night, I would just sit there and a word would come to mind, you know, and I could, I, I'm like telling God, I, if I, if I wake up enough to write it down, I might wake up too much. So <laughs> in the morning, what this word is, please remind me because I don't want to wake up too much. But then word would pop in and you know and God is so good about reminding you I, I do believe that and I, I trust him with that I'm like okay Lord if this is the word I'm going to write it down and so three words would come to mind and and I wrote them down and then um and then I would go back and kind of like write a little bit about myself of what was important to me and and how, and that's just how it kind of developed my you know my different words I found that there you had said five to seven so I think I picked six but <laughs> I went right in the middle <laughs> Overachiever. <laughs> I try not to be too last or too much, but um, but they were what really came to me. And I found that some of my words were words actually, or my values, I should say, and putting them into a word were ones that um, I have had as my one word for the year, which is something that Sherry, I think, first introduced me two years ago. And I love that, being able to take a word and develop your character through that. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, and some of them that are still very important to me are one words that I had. And so one of them was kindness. Do you want me to share a quick story? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Cause this is totally, um, being vulnerable. Uh, kindness was a word and I loved reading that um, book, um, the kindness challenge by Shanti Felham. Yeah. And so I did the audio and I was, I was really working out good at the time going to the gym. And so it was really inspiring because I'd listened to her words and just really challenged me to look beyond what does kindness mean? And, you know, and I felt myself changing and, you know, and so you do really good when you have a focus on a word and then you kind of slack when you change it and you focus on another word, you know, but I think you do have some good um, traits that are you've, you've implemented. So, um, so as I'm doing this process, the um, Monday, I, we just moved and we had a rental and they went in early and started, you know, redoing things. Well, the air, con- the APS bill was still in my name and, um, and they had jumped the air really down low cause I had stopped by there. So I was all frustrated and I called Monday and I get a lady on the phone and the ugly Chris deck kind of first comes out. Like, I can't believe that, you know, they're in there and, and I was nice right at first. I said, I just want to make sure my air, the APS bill had changed and blah, blah, blah. And she says, um, uh, no, well, as soon as you could do, you can't backtrack it. As soon as we could change it is tomorrow. And that's what triggered me. I was like tomorrow, you know, and my tone. You say meet me out in the parking lot right now. (laughs) You don't mess with a woman's AC. Like that's just bottom line. Oh my gosh. My tone was so ugly. Okay. But this was so beautiful because the thing is I recognized it right away. And I, and she was not totally rude, but she shifted, you know? And so it was a nice shift where it didn't keep me in the defense. It actually 
it made me realize that was not nice. That's not her fault. And right away I was like, I am so sorry. I said that my tone was ugly with you and it was not meant for you. I'm frustrated at the situation. I am not frustrated at you. She instantly said, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. You know, and, and the conversation, you know, changed and shifted and I felt so much better. And then at the end, I felt like we were going to be best friends and just, (laughs) and I said, again, I really hope you have a wonderful day and you don't get calls like me starting off your day anymore. <laughs> awful. I mean, all day to listen to someone like me, that would be horrible. Oh. So, you know, we just had a moment and it just feels good when you do the right thing and you notice that is important to me. I made a difference in someone else's life because I took ownership of my you know, um, poor choice of tone. <laughs> but don't you think, Christette, too, it's also that we are focused on it right now. And I have spent years not focusing on it. And so yeah. we let ourselves get out of control. So you got to reel it back in. I love that you did that. And when you yeah. write it down, that is just, that's just one more reminder. You, you know, it's, it's in your brain. It's in the forefront. But writing it down, you, you're responsible for it. You yeah, it's accountable. It. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you guys feel like we did, don't you feel like we did some of this when you were younger, like, you know, coming out of college and it was like, what are your goals? What are your values? What are your vision? And then as you get older, you just start getting into the dailiness of life and uh, we have to refine it. We have to go back to it. And I know as we were working on this all week, it was so funny because Robin you you took the plunge first yeah. and it, you wrote this beautiful script of your core values yes. and then Sherry, of course just the comes in with, with bible verses attached to it yeah <laughs> yes and then Sherry no. just comes in with ditto you know ditto to robin was <laughs> robins <laughs> but it's it's so true what Christette was saying because if you really want to go deep I did the same thing I would Google and when I teach it in class I tell people Google the words like Google and, and you can Google it and there'll be 50 words that you can circle do you want achievement do you want success do you want money I mean what is your core value and then really truly own it yeah yeah, yeah totally right, what else did you have Christette I'm, I'm anxious to know yeah. You want to know my word? Yeah. Well, now, so now you're kind. Oh. Okay, that's good. What else are you? Oh, okay. Well, um, teachable. I want to be more than. Um, I don't want to just learn. I want to be teachable because I think that goes to the heart. That yes. you really see change happen. Um, my word for the year actually is lover or being lovable, and so. Um, lover. That should be Patty's word. I'm totally leaning in, Christette, on lover. I was like, when I read that, I went, ooh, like what, what verse does she that. have here? What verse does she have for Robin on lover? <laughs> We're going to get into Song of Solomon again. Oh, that's what I was just going to say. <sighs> oh, my goodness. Intentional, um, a good listener. I think that over time I have um, really realized silence is okay and that allows you to really listen to somebody before I would fill in the space. You know, it's so easy when, you know, when there's just no space, you know, it's like, we got to listen and, and, you know, really hear it. And it goes into, you know, what God has to say. Am I listening to what he says or am I just hearing it? You know, listening sometimes makes you apply it and mm-hmm. really, you know, um, 
do something about it. And, and then I, I, I cheerful, you know, I'm, I'm with all these, you know, great gals who are full of joy and excitement. And I'm like, well, yeah, I love that about them. I want to be, um, contagious in a good way that people are drawn because they see the light of Jesus in me. Cause I, I can see the joy in the circumstances that might not be so great sometimes, but yeah. I can still be cheerful. You know, I love that word contagious, that should be a word for all of us. That's a, such a good word. And I like teachable. I, I feel like mine, um, and that's not one of mine, but the teachable is curiosity. I always want to be curious as to what people are doing rather than feeling like as we're getting older, we've got it all figured out and we know it, been there, done that. And, you know, my mom used to say, be interested and interesting. Mm. So it's that staying curious. So I, I like that, the teachable. Yeah, that's good. Interested or interesting? What are some of yours, Debbie? Uh, well, mine um, are so inappropriate as always. My whole life is inappropriate. <laughs> but um, what are the most inappropriate. Uh, one, I think my biggest one is self-reliance. I am a little entrepreneur at heart. Always have been. Have been working since I was sixteen, and I. Um, I have put a lot of focus on my financial security and I know, I know, I know, I know, I know everybody's going to say, well, you're supposed to rely on God. Well, that's when they get that little Mickey Mouse, uh, Jesus voice again too. Well, Debbie, you should really just rely on God. And I know I should. And I do. However, I think he needs some help because you know, next month is coming and he's not right there. Like as I need him to be. So I need to be really careful about whether I am making financial security my idol or if I am making financial security just my living. So that's probably my biggest one that I'm struggling with. Yeah. And, and that's what's interesting. And Debbie, especially thank you for being so honest because mm-hmm. we can rattle these values off as Christians. And I know mine, my first one is, you know, faith, love Jesus, love others, you know, relationships, relationships <laughs> with Christ and then others. But then I'm going, 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 going to the point that my son came home one day and said, mom, can you please close your computer? So you'll listen to my story. So yeah. if, if faith and family were really my core values, why does my family have to tell me, can you please close your computer? So we have to, you know, just like you said, we can write them down, but if we're not looking at them, if we're not really praying over them to go, okay, God, help me with this, we get off, right? It's not well with our soul. And we know something's not right here, but we don't know what it is. And most likely it's because we're not putting our core values in place the way they should be. Yeah. And I think it's the stock answer, which is what I wanted to say to, you know, impress all of you, but the stock answer would be, you know, my faith, my family, my friends. Um, but unfortunately at this time in my life, that is not my lineup. I want it to be, I'm working on it, but until I wrote it down, I didn't realize that wasn't my lineup. Yeah. I've always thought that was my lineup. So when you're really honest with yourself and write it, you go, who? Wow, that hurts. That's that's tough. Yeah, well, I justified it. So when I have faith as my my number one, that's the hierarchy, right? That's what those emotions, everything should be rotating around that. So when I'm big on my achievement and I'm I'm working till one or two o'clock in the morning, ignoring my family's phone calls and everything else, I go back to my bottom line of faith is 
I want people to go, I want what she's having, which is Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I want it to be done with excellence. I want things to be refined. So uh, you see how you can justify it? Yeah. So if my faith is number one, this achievement over here is because yeah. I want God to look so amazing. <laughs> and I want people and by to By that, I mean Patty. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So oh, they're synonymous. Patty, Jesus. Patty, same. Same. Right. And, and it's like, that's why I have bracelets that say, what would Patty do? I mean, it just, it makes sense. WWPD. <laughs> Sherry, I'm dying to know, what do you, what do you got? Uh, well, uh, of course, um, uh, in there, you know, would be things about celebrating. So, uh, yeah, it, that's way high. Uh, infuse energy. Uh, I, you know, any setting oh. I go into, I'm going to try to find some way to lighten the moment. And some people appreciate it, and some do not. That's always a learning, uh, you know, opportunity for me to realize that some appreciate it and some don't. Um, so, but if I can't bring, if I can't be in an environment that's going to energize me, I'm going to die. And so I, I learned that. Like, I remember one time somebody asked me if I would lead um, a prayer ministry. And I'm like, God, that sounds so good. I, I would love to. God, that's so nice that you even thought of me. And so I'm picturing like myself leading this quiet gathering of women. I'm like, you're killing me. I, you know, I just don't, <laughs> I don't think I could do that. And so <laughs> I realize, you know, I, I'll plan a celebration party after the after, prayer time after the prayer, but, yeah. uh, to lead the prayer group. So, um, also, um, celebrating moments, uh, you know, looking for any way to elevate the moment, to captivate it, to bring it, make it more special. Yeah. Um, I'm always praying for creativity to find ways to make that more, uh, just uh, resonate more and to elevate it more. And in, in by doing that, I'm hoping for a greater connection with those that are involved in the moment. So uh, I started coming to my classes. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. And I, I know. I know. I, whenever I go to these classes, of course, I'm always like in a special needs class. Uh, <laughs> so you have I, my project off to the side. So yeah, those I'm always like after help. I'm like, oh, can I stay after class with the teacher? And can you help finish my my project, Debbie? Um, but I have I have a hunger for the Lord um, and His Word. Hunger that really I resonate with that. I want that to continue to grow. Um, loving, you know, buddy, my boys, well, my family. Um, and then, um, yeah, my, my word for the year is heart. And so examining my heart. So on the outside, I might look really good, but I need to question my motives as to what am I really thinking? So that verse, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, um, they're super convicting. So my words might be okay. And my tone might be good, but really what is my heart saying? And so, um, you know, so that one might change year to year because I change my word um, up each year. But the other ones, they're, they're pretty consistent. You know, I've been a cheerleader in my heart of hearts for a long time, even oh. though I was chosen as cheer by, um, what was your name? This is Renee Oxidine. I'm calling to let you know you did not make cheer. That's okay. Um, even though they don't cheer me, choose me for the cheer line. You know, I'm still on the sidelines, you know, still being a good sport. I always tell my boys, you know, I may not be the biggest jock out there, but I have the best attitude. You know, let's be on the team just because I'll be a good cheerleader. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know, Sherry. I think we need to do a whole forgive it and maybe forget it. Forget it. Forgive it. This this whole cheer, that phone call, I, I think that that has messed you up. And we I need feel to like we talk about that call on every single show. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the best cheerleader. Yes, just for saying. sure. You and you know, are. and Robin, I wanna I wanna hear yours and I uh, but I do wanna say it's interesting when you're talking about leading prayer, uh, Sherry, that so often if we don't know our core values and people come along and they say, hey, will you go do this? Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to go, okay, yes, God. And I know for me, I was asked to, to um, teach in the nursery and I, I thought I was going to die. Like every four minutes I was staring at the clock, clock going, okay, three minutes just went by and I am not changing another poopy diet. And I would gag when their green snot would come down their nose. You know, it was like, I would literally be like, <laughs> and it was horrible. And sometimes we feel like we have to sacrifice and, and, but God gives us these desires of our heart that, that might not be where we need to be serving. Right. And just because we're about serving others, it could be more about obedience and you really listening to God versus, oh, I'm sacrificing for Jesus because I'm sorry, I'm sacrificing for Jesus on cruises and things like that. Right. Um, <laughs> just knowing your, your core values. So I, I love that Sherry, when you were saying that, uh, you know, does it fit in with who I am? Yeah. 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 Okay. So Robin, we've saved, we've saved the, the best for last. No. <laughs> well, I think it's important to have a caveat on, on my core values that just because it's a core value of mine, it doesn't mean that I am, um, consistently doing it, it actually means that I'm, I'm in and of myself failing. And mm -hmm. I, these are things that I need to pray and ask the Lord to work in, in my life. Cause he has obviously made them important to me. And so my responsibility in that is to ask him to develop that and show me and teach me and guide me and allow me to be these things. So of course, when I, when I first started, um, writing them, um, I wrote them out in sentences and paragraphs. And, um, I, to me, I felt like it was important that they were biblical values. So that's why when you are mocking me for having, um, <laughs> Bible verses with each one, if I couldn't back it up scripturally, then I felt like it really shouldn't be a value of mine. And that was just me. That's me. It's, talking through it and where my heart was coming from. And then when I sent it out, Batty came back and said, no, it's too long. You need to have one word. And so then to take it down to one word, um, the one word came much easier because I had already like, I don't know, molded over and really um, worked through it. But my five words are easy to say, loving, caring, serving, growing, and enjoying. And um, the growing is that part that Christette was talking about with the learning. And um, for me, growing meant there's change happening in me. And no matter what age I am, I want, 
I want that to continue. I want to continue growing and I want the Lord to be changing me into, I didn't, I didn't notice it at the time, but I'm noticing it now that all of mine have an ING on the end, that their movement, that they're happening. Oh, that yeah. Action, action yeah. words. Yes. And so, um, I, you know, I think loving it, it's all encompassing for me because of course the journey of knowing the Lord more intimately so that I can love him more. Um, that would be the representation of my faith. But then as all of you have talked about loving my family, loving my church body, um, uh, and those things can sometimes be easy to love and sometimes very difficult to love, but mm-hmm. called so we're, we're still called to do it, whether it's, and then serving is, um, has been my word, I would say for a few years now, um, because I can be so self-focused that serving gets me out of that place. Just thinking about, um, not, Oh, my kids should be helping me with the dishes and my kids should be doing this for me and my kids should be, or whomever I'm just using kids right now. Um, but how can I serve them? How can I do something for them and not be thinking about me getting things, but how can I, um, go the other direction with that? And how can I serve my friend? How can I serve my church? How can I serve my Lord? How can I serve my husband? Um, I'll tell you you how. that way, but I'll tell you, fixing his iced tea for him and having his pitcher full in the refrigerator when he comes from work, just like, so happy. <laughs> Patty, Patty, are you trying to figure out how to serve your teenager? Is that like what you focus on? <laughs> I do. I, I'm over here thinking of um, my, yeah, I, I'm still at serving my husband. I, I only have to really serve in one way, and then I am... I don't even have to put gas in my car. Sherry's plugging her ears. Um, he just, my, my husband will be over here vacuuming. I mean, it's pretty amazing what women, what we, we have so much power, right? So much power if we only knew that, like the power in that. Like, oh, yeah. Sherry's dying. Come back. Good, good way to look at it. Good way to look at it. Yeah. God created us. We are wired to um, to do some pretty amazing things. That's that's all I have to say. Well, we sure need Lori Headley at this next point. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of that, I, I do want to say uh, we so appreciate the feedback that we get um, from everyone. And I know last week we did the uh, session on surrendering it, letting it go, and just the the comments that that came back from one of our friends taking their child's name putting it writing it down on a piece of paper and burning it which sounds really funny to burn it but letting it go just giving it over to god and that physical hey i'm going to write this down god because i i'm not sleeping it's affecting our health her and her husband and 
that was powerful to hear that story of how God is using, you know, this podcast to really breathe into others. Um, even another friend talking about uh, listening to it with her husband and being able to release that gr grip and the forgiveness going on. So cool stories. Thank you for that. We really do love to hear from you. And I hope that you stick with us because um, our next guest, she is a dear friend of mine who in the last 20 years, uh, we've watched our kids grow up from high school graduation parties to weddings to celebrations. Um, I've seen Lori move challenges to victories. As a child, Lori was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arth arthritis and had several medical procedures which led uh, her to become a respiratory therapist. And then um, she was pregnant, and I'm going to stop right there because we're going to find out when we come back after dun, this. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and you're going to hear more about Lori and the situation that took place. So thank you for being with us. We'll be right back after this commercial break. In 1929, William Lear and Elmer Wavering of Quincy, Illinois, were out driving with their girlfriends. One of the girls suggested it would be even more romantic if they could listen to music. The guys liked the idea and started tinkering with installing a home radio in the car. They sold their idea to a radio manufacturing company and applied for a loan with a local banker to get production started. Thinking it might sweeten the deal, they installed one of their new radios in the banker's vehicle. Unfortunately, the banker's car caught on fire, and they didn't get the loan. They must have felt like Dunder Klumpens. Not giving up, they drove to a radio convention and sat outside in the car with the radio blasting. Soon, orders were pouring in, and taking a cue from the Victrola, because their radio was going in a car, they called it the Motorola. It's marching I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Canadian man thought it would be a good idea to parachute into the city's annual rodeo, the Calvary Stampede, in order to advertise a cleaning products company. After purchasing a parachute, the only problem was how to get airborne in order to make the jump. So he bought a lawn chair and attached over 100 helium party balloons to provide the lift. Simple, right? Apparently he doesn't have hypsophobia. That's the fear of heights. He also carried a dart gun to shoot a few balloons in case he started floating too high. Unfortunately, he ended up more than a mile off course and had to jump in a field instead, where police were waiting and arrested him for mischief. At least he proved himself an altitudinarian. That's a person who aspires to great heights. It's I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. All right. 
Welcome back. And I realized we went off of the show and we, we were talking about values, finding your top five core values. And now we are back. We're going to move from those values to a story of someone who took the values, took the goals, and just exploded with it. Uh, once again, Lori Ledley is our guest on the show for this second half. And I, I left right when she was pregnant. And hope you guys were just hanging there. She's she's no she's no longer pregnant. Uh, <laughs> with her ch third child, she was diagnosed with a very aggressive and rare form of cancer called Burgett's lymphoma. Uh, I I've only heard of this twice. It is it's truly so rare. Uh, doctors told her that in order for her to live, she needed chemotherapy immediately, but the chances of losing or damaging her unborn child was extremely high, and they advised her to abort her child to save her own life. Uh, Lori and her husband, Glenn, uh, decided that this was not an option. She went through surgeries and treatment and gave birth to Connor. Um, on her actual birthday, is is God crazy or what? Like, what the best birthday ever? Definitely, yes. definitely the best birthday ever. You know, and that was my twenty seventh birthday, and now Connor's twenty seventh. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. wow. So we right. celebrated our birthdays this past January together, oh. and I all three of my adult children were sitting around the table, and I said, "Look, you're twenty seven. That's how old you were the day." Um, that's how old I was the day you were born. And my, all three adult kids, it kind of hit them. Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, two of them don't even have kids yet. Only, only two are married out of three. And, and it just hit them. Like you went through all that. Like, and we're just Aww. starting out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that was my third, third child. So yeah, it was a really glorious day. And it was uh, honestly the greatest gift that I could have ever received of God's like miracles, tangible mercy, like tangible gift of a perfect child. I had no hair on my head and he had a full head of hair. Um, yeah. Wow. yeah. And I can still hear that emotion in your voice, Lori. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. how fast you're going back to, to that, that day of the miracle. And then Lori, five years ago, you were diagnosed again with cancer this time, um, breast cancer. And you're just, you've been living off of you know, I say it's your best friend chemotherapy because mm -hmm. of your RA, um, but you underwent a, a double mastectomy and then more chemo. 15 more months uh, mm -hmm. of chemo. And now you are declared cancer free again. And we yeah. are looking at you with your beautiful red hair. Yes, yay. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> five years. It's been five years. I made it another five years, and uh -huh. um, which is kind of crazy. They don't consider you cured for breast cancer ever, but. I made it five years, so I'm claiming that I'm totally fine. And uh, again, just asking God every day, where do I go from here? And, um, you know, and I met Patty uh, 20 years ago. She taught this amazing workshop um, called I Want What She's Having. And she was kind of going through a crisis in her life. And, and I was trying to figure mine out because I'd made it five years from that Burkitt's lymphoma. And I realized, okay, I lived five years because they've said, if you don't make it five years, like you, if you make it five years, you're considered cured. So, and that whole five years from my first cancer diagnosis, I felt like I couldn't, you know, I didn't have goals. I didn't have anywhere to go. Like I didn't have a roadmap because I kept thinking I'm, my cancer is going to come back tomorrow. So I was living my life five years of 
anxiety and fear. And um, finally, it hit me like, like God has been so faithful to me. And where do I go? And so Patty's workshop uh, kind of taught me how to chunk it down and break it down and write it all down and have goals and daily routine and all these things. And I really knew that I wanted to start a sleep center. And so uh, because of that workshop and the things that I learned and, and just uh, following my values of my faithfulness and how the Lord was faithful to me and just asking him to pave the way and show me each step every day of where I was to go. And shortly after that, I opened my first sleep center with two beds and now we're opening our seventh center, sixth and seventh center. What made you, what was the sleep center? What, what was the so key? Respiratory. That? So being a respiratory therapist, okay. I, I had a fascination with sleep because when we sleep, we breathe. Right. And so my husband and I, before my first cancer started a company doing oximetry testing on patients at home, you know, the little red light on your finger, mm -hmm. um, that's oximetry. That's one of the parameters that we measure in an overnight sleep study. And so I was seeing in 1990, these patients, when I would test them overnight, they'd have this sawtooth pattern on their oximetry test. And I'm like, Glenn, to my husband, Glenn, this is sleep apnea. Like you can't give a patient oxygen. If their airways occluding. It's going to stop right here. They need, they need their airway stented with CPAP. So I was farming all these patients to the hospital sleep centers, which is very invasive. Like you, you, we watched people through a window. And so I went back yeah. after my five years and learned sleep. Like I wanted to learn how sleep study was ran. And then I always sort of had a, God always said, like, you're supposed to start a sleep center, you know? And I kept telling Glenn and Glenn's like, no, the parachute's not ready. Yeah. So hang on. I'm like, I was ready to jump off the cliff. So every day that went by, like, as we, you know, I talk about these things and I'm writing down, we're praying about, you know, journaling all these things. And finally he's like, the parachute's ready. We can do it. Aww. So and he's just supported me the whole way. And, you know, five years ago when I got cancer again, it was like, oh, gosh, what do I, you know, now I have five sleep centers. Um, I, I had maybe like 80 employees at the time. I think we're up to 125 now. But yeah. it was so, um, you know, just scary. And I didn't know. And, of course, I, I thought, Lord, what do I do? And I couldn't go to work. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even think. And I said to everybody, my brain doesn't work. And I laid in my chair praying every single day, thinking I would watch my company do this yeah. and go, go down. And then I watched my company rise in 2015 and just, mm. um, and it taught me, um, how to trust and be the president of a corporation for the first time. Like I don't have to be in control of everything you have. I have directors and people that I trust that God has placed in my life and, and I just be a leader to them and that's all I have to do. And then they run everything and, you know, oh. I get to do this stuff I love to do. So, which is create new, you know, new opportunities and, you know, listen to God's whispers of here you go next. Here's your next pathway you're going down. So it's been a really, really uh, great ride. And um, I think it's so important that you stick to your values and that you re you evaluate every day your values and, um, and chunk it down. Uh, I think Patty taught me that chunk it down, write it down, like make it small. It doesn't have to be this, you know, if you have this huge thing you want to do. Um, and I, I learned this, uh, I'm also trained in yoga nidra, which is a, a meditation for sleep. It's yoga means uh, mind, body, spirit, um, with the divine, which we all know who our divine is. Right. Mm -hmm. And then nidra means nap. So it's like, um, 
honestly, the coolest prayer time you can ever have is learning how to be calm and be still. And God will whisper and give you the space that you need in this body and brain that that he's given entrusted us with um, to, to give you the new ideas and show you where, which road you're going down. And that has been a beautiful uh, thing in my life and has really helped me too the past two years because that's a new thing. I was taught it when I had uh, cancer. Someone came over and, you know, anyone can do this. You just lay there. Wait, like, like, who wait, knew? are you taking a nap during your yoga, Lori? Is that, is that? Because <laughs> if that's the case, I want to be in on that. Today. Yeah, <laughs> it's like transformational sleep. It's, it's honestly like prayer time on steroids. It is so beautiful. Yeah. And wow. so I guide you through this, this beautiful, like you use your body. And so, you know, God's given us breath, right? It's the first thing we do when we wake up. It's the last thing when we come into the world. It's the last thing. Uh, when we leave the world, right? When we go to heaven, we take our last breath. Yeah. So have, imagine all the breaths in between that and how effective they are in, in this, like managing and making this body work and function. And what I found is that it was so healing. Your breath, God gives us breath, every breath of our life. And we need to use it for good, right? Use our voice for good. Here I was 53 years old and someone said, you have a really calming voice. And I laughed. I was going to say that too, because you totally do. And my kids would laugh in your face if I told, if you said, your mom has a really calming voice. You do. But you know what it was? I never knew that I had this voice that God gave me because I never used it in the right way. He mm -hmm. gave me power in my breath and in my voice. That is him for people to hear, but I wasn't using it in the proper way. So that I just discovered two years ago, wow. you know, and it took me watching my father take his last breath for me to learn that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, sorry. I'm all over the place. No. Well, Lori, no, this is, this is so good. I do want to go yeah. back though. Um, first of all, I, I know I've shared this because we talk, but when you, when you first came up to me and I, I think it was probably, you had already started your sleep centers and out of the blue, you said, Hey, by the way, that retreat that I was at, and you were talking about, I want what she's having. Um, you helped me, which we all know it was the Holy spirit because I, I just want to say I left that retreat in fetal position going, I am never speaking in front of anyone. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> I have nothing to say. It was really, oh. you know, I, all I do is get up there and giggle and laugh. And uh, I just want to have fun. And, y you know, we were laughing this week because you were like, can I take that class again? And I'm like, I don't know. Would you teach it? Because <laughs> I have no idea. But I, I came back and I found some of those, those notes of it was right down six gargantuous, bodacious like dreams, just mm -hmm. dream. Money isn't an obstacle. And then every one of those, then you had to break it down. Okay, what are six tasks to, to allow this dream mm -hmm. to move forward? And then what are the daily tasks? So I, I would love to know what exactly, I mean, I would love to find out what those six gargantuous, bodacious dreams were when you, when you did that. But, uh, my point is, it's interesting how God gives us that little window of when we do things 
And we beat ourselves up because we think it's all about us when the Holy Spirit is making all this happen and breathing breath, like you're saying, into everybody else. If we would just get out of the way, right? Right. Yeah. You know what you did that day? You inspired me, Patty. Like you, you inspired me and it's taken me two cancers and uh, 27 years to realize that God has me on this earth to inspire others. Mm. Um, Inspire is inspiration, which is also breath. So I kind of like to tie all that in. And so um, recently, I I can't remember my six things, but I'll tell you recently, a year ago, my husband and I went to a uh, Christian-based retreat and we were just kind of talking. We've talked a lot about what do you want to do? And so we had three homes at the time, a mountain home, a beach home, and a home in Mesa. And so I said, if I am not here one day, like, what would you want? You know, I mean, we have to, we talk about this stuff because I've had cancer twice. And, you know, the fact that God could take me from from this earth early is very real. And honestly, when you realize we're all going to die, you you start talking like this. You, You should talk like this. If you're over 50, you should have conversations like this because you just never know. So anyway, I (laughs) should have conversations. (laughs) So he said to me, I always thought he'd want our home in Coronado. And he says, no, I would want to live in Mesa and backpack in the Grand Canyon for part of the year. And the other part of the year, I go to Australia to see the grandkids. So I'm like, well, well, what if we could sell the beach home, the mountain home and pay off our Mesa home? And he's like, yeah, I'd do it. And then we started seeing. So we started, we realized what would... God do for us if we were intentional about our money, because we were just always been blessed and just kind of, you know, spend Mm -hmm. here, spend there, never had a budget. Can you believe that? 35 years, never had a budget. So we started, we took a course, we took an awesome money course. Um, Chris Peach, the money peach, he's on Instagram, amazing guy, younger, way younger than us. Um, Anyway, he taught us how to do this, like put everything on a Google spreadsheet, and then you enter it. And we started to see what we were spending money on. And we were like, oh, Wow. So y'all, we put our house on the market in November here, all through coronavirus. She showed it 54 times. Oh, by the way, we sold the mountain house within like 24 hours. That one was gone on Thanksgiving day. Um, All through 54 times with all the rules in California with coronavirus, six contracts and the very final contract, we got what we wanted with leftovers and paid off our house in Mesa. Uh And the doctor, listen to this, how God ended this story of that chapter of my life. The doctor who bought my home and his wife is the doctor that created two of the immunology drugs, Herceptin, which saved me from my breast cancer, and Rituxan, which has put my rheumatoid arthritis into remission. Now, wow. tell me God does not know every single hair on your head. Yeah. Like, is that not a beautiful story? And it yeah. was so hard to let that cute little cottage go. So hard. But the financial freedom and the smile we see on God's face, and it's because we wrote it down and we started putting it on paper of what we wanted, you know? And when these offers came in during coronavirus, and we're like, ooh, maybe we're not going to get what we want. Should we settle? I'm like, no, God says, don't settle. Mm -hmm. You can keep your house. You don't have to do this. And I stuck to it. And then we finally got God gave us the right buyer. And it was because of coronavirus that he bought the house. So it's like, mm-hmm. anyway, there's opportunity in everything. And we are in the middle of this crisis and pandemic. And it's like, what is God is going to show you what he wants you to do through this. You just yeah. have to ask and look and honor your values every single day. 
Uh, one of the things, Lori, and thank you for that because it's so true. You know, to honor honor those values every single day. Uh, you you were t- telling me this week that you are on this support group with other um, cancer um, girlfriends, and that you were chuckling the, of how how you know I'm over here because I have an ingrown toenail, right? You know, and that that's an issue and. You guys are dealing with so much more and how we can't get through, you know, the day of, because we don't know what tomorrow holds, you know, we're in quarantine, oh, COVID's taking place. And you just said the funniest thing, because you were like, hello, like I've lived my life basically, you know, hooked up to an IV, not knowing what tomorrow holds. And so, so just tell us a little bit more about that. Like why, what... Cause that's inspirational to go, you know what? Don't let your life be put on hold right now because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. No, it's true. And I, you know, I, I even told my doctors in March 1st, they called me and said, okay, this is going to be bad. You need to self quarantine. Cause I'm immunosuppressed. So I did, I was really good for about 90 days. And then I just went, had a televisit and I said, I need to live my life. Mm-hmm. I am not going to live in fear. Like if, if God wants to take me out with coronavirus, then that so be it. I'll still be careful, but I need to go see my grandkids when Australia opens up, which hasn't happened, but I want to go to California. I want to spend my summer where I can be outside. I can go on the beach. I can walk, you know, I can open the windows. I, I I couldn't do that in Arizona. Um, But again, even, even if I was in Arizona, um, I, I, I woke up, I've woken up every single day for the past almost 28 years wondering, is my cancer going to come back today? Or am I going to get sick from somebody? Mm -hmm. So all the whole entire world understands now what it, what it's like to be a cancer patient because that's what it's like and and we hurt all over and we have you know as you know anyway I can't go down that rabbit hole but we have a lot of issues you know a lot of issues um, but you you just know that God provided you know this body on earth and whatever days that I'm here I'm going to make every single one count and give him the glory for all the days that I get. I can't believe that I've gotten 28 more years. I mean, Burkitt's lymphoma. Inspiration. Um, Now we all think Patty's a humongous inspiration to us every moment of every day, but um, sarcasm. sarcasm. Uh, So, uh, but that is so inspiring. I had a, um, oh, I still have it. A sliver went down by the back of my thumbnail last week. And you would have thought that, you know, Jesus was coming because it was my world. So to hear you, I just say to myself, oh my God, you're such an idiot. Like, thank you for sharing your story. Wow. It's beautiful. And I love it. You're welcome. I don't know a lot of different, that's the other thing. I mean, I've been sick since I was eight years old. So I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be healthy, mm-hmm. but if you looked at me, you'd go, Oh, she's the picture of health. But it's like, yeah. Oh, I'm not, if you looked at my blood work. Bah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. So how do okay. I just pull the trigger and say, all right, we're going to start this business now. How do you do that? It's, I tell you, I honestly give God the glory for that and the faithfulness because it's like you take chemo while you're pregnant and you just pray every day for a perfect child and he gives it to you. Yeah. You're like, I, it's only money, you yeah. know? And I had a backup plan, right? So we took a second mortgage out on our house and, and, uh, at the time, and I had a backup plan of how much overtime and night shifts we'd have to work to pay it back oh. if it didn't work. Um, not helped, you know, knowing that, okay, if this doesn't work, this is what I do. And, and I've kind of done that 
all along other than now I'm signing 10 year leases. I don't know how to get out of those. (laughs) (laughs) What I hear you saying is the, it's, you've got to break it down to what is the worst thing that could happen? We always said we'll live in a tent on the side of a mountain. We don't care. You know, Um, we laughed because Pine Top was our backup plan forever because that was the mountain house. (laughs) And I'm like, we can work in Sholo at the hospital and live in Pine Top, which didn't sound too terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Now that there's, you know, I mean, you just, they're, we're respiratory therapists. We could do anything. Are you kidding? They're begging us to come back to work right now. Begging us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And um, I just have to say on a side note too, I've had the opportunity to do ministry with Connor. We were doing students, students together. Uh, he was wanting to be a youth pastor and just how much even what a blessing Connor has been. Uh, it's uh, God is amazing. God yeah. is just amazing. Connor works for a church in Chicago. That's, that's the end of, well, not the end, but the beginning of Connor's adult life, he wanted to serve the Lord. So that was really cool to watch. Like I always said to everybody, there's a purpose for his life. He's supposed to be here. Cause they wanted me to terminate my pregnancy. Blows me away. I, when I wasn't going to do it. So yeah. Um, 34 weeks gestation, he weighed six pounds. It was ever, even all the doctors were just amazed. It was a really cool day. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Connor's totally healthy, Lori. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Healthy and obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. I would love I said, him. Yeah. He, called me, yeah. he called me from college. He's kind of a wild high schooler, right? Like he did all the bad things. He was the bad kid. You know, he, he smoked marijuana. He, he got arrested in Walmart for stealing with my <laughs> debit card in his wallet. I'm like, are you kidding? Oh, Connor. So anyway, which was a good thing. The, the police were like, this is a good thing. This is usually like something that they need counseling, but they don't find it till they're adults. Like be, be happy that you caught him when he was young. <laughs> anyway. So I said, when he called me six weeks into his Azusa Pacific Christian education that I was like, so like freaked out that I was paying for. And he says, mom, are, are you sitting down? I need to tell you something. And I literally was like, Oh, Connor, who did you get pregnant? And he goes, no, no. I think God's calling me to go into youth ministry. Like I, I feel really called to do this. I need to change my major. And I'm like, oh, of course, you're never going to grow up. That's perfect. <laughs> you're right. That's exactly what you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, and he's doing it well. He's yeah. doing it well. And, and now he shared his story with all those kids about, you know, what not to do. Or if you have this feeling of you want to steal something, that's something you need to go see counselors for. You know, like kleptomania is real. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Sherry, how old is Preston? Uh, Preston's 25. So they would be, would they have been at Azusa the same time? My 25-year-old went to Azusa Pacific as well. Oh, okay. So Connor and Hannah graduated in 2015, my daughter-in-law. So they met there and ring yeah. by spring. We were having a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. 20, yeah. yeah. They got married in July of 2015. Okay. They graduated in May. Yeah. Okay. It's something about Azusa that they make them get married right away. So nobody's yes, yes, that's part of the, that's part of the curriculum. And here is your course for <laughs> yeah. spring, ring by spring. And uh, here's Christian, yeah. 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 But my what son happens? found his little bride uh, at Azusa also. So yeah. 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 That's so fun. They get off the payroll. You pay all that money for that Christian education and then they're off your payroll for good. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. works. Well, Lori, obviously, speaking of payroll, Connor got a little bit of his entrepreneurial spirit from you because one time we were on a bus going to Disneyland or California or something with all the youth, and there was like 300 kids, 400 kids. And Connor stands up, gets on the microphone, and he has like 
three pieces of licorice or long strips of licorice, something, I can't remember, you know, to get give them a good sugar high. And he puts a bit out. Like, we're going to start $5. Do I hear $5? And I think some poor kid paid like $20 or $30 for three pieces of licorice. And uh, because they couldn't get off the bus. He was such a scammer. And I was like, what a way to start out in youth ministry is start by like scamming these kids so they can. (laughs) The chemo, the chemo did it. That's what I always say. The chemo did it. Sorry. We were in Baskin Robbins ice cream when he was three years old after church on a Saturday night, we're all standing up there ordering. And I turn around to say, Connor, what do you want? He's three. And he's underneath the table, licking ice cream off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if the chemo didn't kill him, that certainly will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, so Lori, yeah. we're we're wrapping up the show show here, but I just want to ask you, like, what's one thing? What's one it tip that you want people to know on why discovering your values, writing them down, dreaming about those goals, is so important? All in thirty seconds, Lori, you can do it. Okay, actually, uh, you'll, you'll achieve what God wants you to achieve if you just write it down. Pray about it, be calm and still and listen and hear and do it, mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. He's going to be there to pick you up when you do. Yeah. But he's going to be there to celebrate with you when you succeed. And that's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I have had failures and I just figure it out. Okay. That didn't work. We do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I like what you said. And Sherry will also be there to celebrate with you. So just contact her. Uh, I like what you said about the backup plan, too, because a lot of times I always say, you know, money's not an option. Just write these down, write those dreams down. And I, I thought it was interesting that you said, well, we wrote those dreams down, but we also <laughs> we had a backup plan. Yeah, so it's OK to fail because. Here we go. Here, here's yeah. the backup plan, um, and and just once again, God gives you the, gives you these desires, right, of our heart. Because sometimes we feel like we can't dream, we can't do that because oh, that's not of God. Have you ever? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Where yeah. you feel like oh, that might go outside of God's yeah. box, and it, it's you have to ask yourself, what is this invisible force that is keeping me down and keeping me from just doing it. Like you said, Lori, moving forward, uh, what values need to be assessed, changed, shifted? Uh, Where do you need to redefine your purpose, your it, so others will want what you're having? So we are in it together. Thanks for being with us today. And you are it. Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Lori. You're welcome. Have a great day. Nice to meet you, girls. You too. Me too listening to girlfriend it because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life find us on facebook at girlfriend it hit subscribe to itunes or toginet.com